0: Presented here is a free teaser for this month's edition of the Top Rope Nation Classics Patreon Bonus Podcast. Every single month, we release a deep dive on a classic wrestling event as voted on by our supporters on Patreon. It's a true historical deep dive. The only place to hear these shows in full? Join the Patreon page for just $5 per month. The link is right here in the podcast description. Patreon is the best way to support the show. We are confident you will enjoy the content we're offering, all the bonus content over on Patreon. For just $5 per month, not only do you gain access to the monthly Top Rope Nation Classics bonus podcast on Patreon, you also receive access to a weekly bonus podcast top rope nation extra that's five bonus shows per month for five dollars plus other benefits like access to our show notes every week voting on which events we cover for classics and more so click that link in the episode description and read all about it over on patreon it's patreon.com slash top rope nation and enjoy this special free preview Oh, we're back a little bigger, a little better, and a little badder. It's the 28th edition, Top Probe Nation Classics, Wrestlemania 3 edition. We are recording this March 22nd, 2022, exactly one week before the 35th anniversary of this show. Kyle, you know, we try our best not to influence the vote of our patrons when they choose these shows for us, but we strongly encourage them to go with this one. I don't think we really needed to. They probably were going to give a vote this way. But overwhelmingly, much to your enjoyment, Kyle, this won the vote. How are you doing?
1: Wait a minute. This isn't the show where we're breaking down this fucking
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: man, I got the wrong notes out here, man.
2: <laughs>
0: we oh, got no, gonna, we're actually gonna We're, yeah, we're actually going <laughs> to recount your... Uh, your time at WrestleMania 33 instead of WrestleMania three.
1: I'll tell you what, that might be for the double secret Patreons. Quite frankly, <laughs> you know what I mean. But no, I'm very excited to talk about this, my favorite professional wrestling show of all time, and uh, I can't thank the listeners
2: enough.
0: Oh, wow, high praise, Justin. How are you feeling?
2: Feeling good. I'm shit. I think I'm. I'm feeding off kyle's energy at this point
0: (laughs) now we're ready to go now we're ready uh justin was the first time you saw this event
2: it would have been uh a vhs rental and it was definitely one of those that i rented over and over again even if it was just to watch hogan andre Mm -hmm. because that was certainly the draw for me um my earliest wrestling memory of, of as i've mentioned numerous times on the show was saturday night's main event with the title change and the two Hebners. But I had to have been aware of this at the time because the uh, promo package before Hogan Andre, there's stuff that is omitted from that, that I have a memory of. So I I must've been watching at least semi regularly at the time. And I, I don't know how you could even be a somewhat of a fan and not have heard about Hogan Uh, body slamming Andre the Giant.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Kyle, your first viewing of your favorite pro wrestling event?
2: Would have been probably right when the tape came
1: out. Okay. So, I mean, we didn't have pay-per-view capability in the old house that I would have been living in in March of 87, but I'd heard even before the weekend shows, my uncle and grandpa, I was like, dude, did you hear what happened at WrestleMania 3? What happened? Did you guys hear? And they're like, Hogan won. He slammed him. I was like, what (laughs) and so you know at the time i'm six years old and it just you know we'll get into it i just started watching wrestling about six months before this and you know great time to be alive man 1987 wrestlemania 3 and appetite for destruction pop culture's been all down pop culture's been all downhill since then baby
0: (laughs) hard to argue honestly hard to argue with that that's some pretty high standards Yeah, Yeah, so you were watching in real time. You remember all the build-up and everything.
1: Absolutely. Uh, You know, I talked about it in the Facebook group. It was just so mind-blowing. You know, you don't know that they're called angles or anything like that. You Mm -hmm. just see this stuff on TV, and you're like, oh, man, I want to see what happens next with this. And, you know, they announced this card where all these angles are going to play out at one place, and my mind was just blown. I was like, dude, like... How freaking awesome does this show sound And yeah I mean I've probably watched it but, you know I, I said on Facebook 50 times that might be conservative. I've seen it a lot
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, I don't know for sure when I first saw it. I believe I had a, a neighbor kid who would rent wrestling all the time when I was around five or six so that would have been a couple of years after this show I think I that was probably when I first watched it. And then kind of early 90s, a new video store opened about a mile from my house that my family used to go to a lot. Kind of over by where Justin's old house was. uh, Mr. Movies. And they had it there. And I remember renting it a lot just because, you know, as a young kid, the cover with Hulk and Andre, that just sold you right there. That's all you needed to see. And uh, then when I saw WrestleMania 4's cover, I had to see that one, too. But that was more of a letdown. (laughs) But uh, this one, I went back to a lot as well rented it constantly didn't own it until that and we've talked about that Wrestlemania box set that came out in 98 I believe it was Uh, that was the first time I actually owned the video so it was just renting it before that and so yeah I was pretty young I was three years old Kyle you were what first second grade something like that
1: uh 87 yeah I would have been like first grade
0: yeah and then Justin you would have been right around there too yeah Uh, kindergarten then were you watching in real time Justin no you no you said it February of 88 you started watching so about a year later yeah. yep okay all right so I'm renting it you're renting it Kyle's hearing about it in real time I mean it's one of the most legendary wrestling shows of all time there's a lot of uh, going along with that a lot of urban myths about WrestleMania 3. Uh, Should we get into that a little bit before we get into the time machine? Should we talk about the the pure numbers? I guess we could start with the attendance because if you're watching us record this live here on YouTube for patrons, you're seeing our background is the crowd at the Silverdome. And I mean, beyond just Hulk and Andre, that was honestly the draw to make me rent this video all the time was just the, Mm -hmm. you know, the site of the stadium filled up like that. Never seen a wrestling show like that. Didn't really see a wrestling show like that. Until, well, I mean, he had WrestleMania six, of course, but like WrestleMania six was very dark, you know, versus this one happening when the sun was up with the fabric roof. So it was very bright for like half the car, it just had a different feel to it than WrestleMania six. And, uh, you know, yeah, those two stadium shows eight, I guess, but then, I mean, not till WrestleMania 17, did we see anything like that again? So for me, you know, growing up, I just loved the look of the show. You, you agree, Justin?
2: Absolutely. Um, having, you know, I believe I watched three before I watched one or two Mm -hmm. and, and going from WrestleMania three with the giant crowd and how bright it was, like you said, in the first half of the show, and then going back to one and two, where just the production values just didn't seem on par With three, those were always a little bit harder for me to watch compared to this one. It felt this was when, to me, WWF was big time, even though I know it was before. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, Justin made a key point about the production upgrade from WrestleMania 1 and 2. I don't think, as a matter of fact, I'm going to say I know, no professional wrestling show in history looked this good Uh, at, At that time, this and it built off the syndication and, you know, which had undergone a similar upgrade from the previous years when they went to superstars and challenge that format, the format that so many became familiar with during this time frame in September of 86 might have even been late August, quite frankly. That was a big upgrade from championship wrestling. And so when I started following the product in the fall of 86, This is all I knew was the bright lights. And this was the first WrestleMania I had seen as well, Justin, just like you. I saw this before one and two. So when you go back, you're like, oh, my goodness, why is the product so dark? And then you go to the competition, right? Mm -hmm. Crockett, uh, you know, Watts, whatever. It was still looking dark. And so it looked like an inferior, cheaper product by comparison. And even if you don't like, WrestleMania 3, for whatever reason, maybe you're just too young, maybe you liked the other territories. More, I think you have to concede that WrestleMania 3 is a tipping point in Vince's uh, national expansion where all the competition took a look at this show and was like, "Uh, I (laughs) don't think we're going to compete with this. As a matter of fact, it was when he took a look at this show when Bill Watts decided to sell to Crockett because he just Hmm. knew... That he wasn't going to be able to compete. Uh, Michael Hayes made a similar comment. I I'm almost positive, positive, hundred percent sure, Hayes was working for Watts at that time in early '87. Uh, you know, he made a comment with on those roundtable shows they used to do. Remember, why don't they mm-hmm. do those anymore?
0: Those are great. On that, yeah. where those like
1: legends of yep. wrestling, those roundtable. He was talking. He had. A, he's like. He watched WrestleMania three. He's like, well, I think the WWF won <laughs> this war because I mean, it, it just there, there was no show that ever looked as good. the the lights the i mean that many people attendance records it's it lives up to its mythology in that regard
0: yeah i i kind of had that thought too watching it back now you know as an adult and having studied wrestling a little more closely over the last several years and doing this pod with you guys and that was running through my mind too like i wonder what the other promoters were thinking you know because just a few years earlier it's a regional business and here they are filling up the pontiac silver dome which is just massive crowd it's It's insane to think about. There's so many good photographs of the show that you can find online, like our background here, you know, taken up from the top of the arena. There's also some really good ones that were posted a few years ago by someone who was on the lower level, like the 100 level in the crowd, uh, you know, attending it. And he, he scanned his old photos. And those are some really, really unique shots, you know, giving you a different point of view. Those are incredible. I think there was a Reddit thread, if I remember right, a few years ago, where you can find all of those shots. As well. So, you know, during the event, they announced the attendance record. And this is a lot of the discussion about Mania Theory has been the true attendance of the show. And WWF announced 93,173, that it was a world indoor attendance record. I believe they were announcing that they had topped what the Rolling Stones had drawn there several years earlier. Uh, and then later in 87, if I'm not mistaken, maybe it was 88, sometime really close, they had the Pope attend, uh, had a service at the silver dome. And then I think they announced like 93,600 or something for the Pope. And I think the general agreement is both of those numbers are worked, but the exact (laughs) number, yes, the Pope, the Pope lied.
1: Who who do we trust less? The Pope or Vince McMahon?
0: (laughs) So, you know, the true number is not really known. There's been some estimates done on this. Uh, so Dave Meltzer many years ago had a story where he said the true number is closer to seventy eight thousand, and he said, "Yeah, go ahead, come."
1: He got that from Zane Breslaw, who was yes. doing promoting at the time, and then moved over to WCW and was omitted from Eric Bischoff's book. By the way, shamelessly Just carry on.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Zane was a was a booker, and as Dave tells the uh, was promoting. Uh, you know, like selling the events. And he told Dave apparently just offhand in a conversation they were having in the early to mid 90s that, oh, WWF has used that number so much, they must believe it themselves at this point. And Dave had, he says when he recounts it, that he had never really questioned the number. And then Breslov sent him the receipts that showed, you know, basically there was around 78,500 fans. But David Bixenspan has done some research on this. You can find it over on his <laughs> Substack page. And,
1: and, uh, and hasn't Bix done research on everything.
0: Yes. he. <laughs> this guy does some great research. And so he had an article in 2020, August of 2020, where he was examining this. And he went through some old observers. And apparently Dave's story here is complicated by his own writing, according to Bix. <laughs> he says that... Uh, <laughs> He said in 1990, in the WrestleMania issue of The Observer, that 93,173 was a worked number. And two weeks before Mania 3, about 10 days before it even sold out, he had reported a number, an advance of 78,500 in The Observer. Moving on, because of TV blackout rules, you know, with sports, you got to have the sellout. Otherwise, it gets, it would get blacked out. The sporting events would get blacked out in the home market they know that the fixed capacity of the Pontiac Silverdome was 80,638. Furthermore, there's an incredibly high-resolution picture of WrestleMania 3 that uh, the Detroit newspaper has had available for years. And one fan did some research, and he actually went through and counted the amount of people that were on the floor. So in addition <laughs> to the fixed seating, yes, And the the tally was around 6,300 people on the ground. So if you understand that there's fixed seats of 80,000 and that there's luxury boxes on top of that and that there's over 6,000 people on the ground.